Welcome to this week's episode of Four Fletch. Four Fletch. Four Fletch. Four Fletch. Four Fletch Outdoors Podcast. Here's your host, Andrew Taylor. What's up, guys? Join in this week as we talk to the boys from One Fatal Mistake Outfitters out of Western Kentucky, Mr. TJ Ferry and James Martin. What's up, fellers? How y'all been this week? Oh, pretty neat. How about you? I've been doing pretty good, I guess. Um, Got a lot going on, especially with all these openers coming up all the way around us y'all just coming off a kentucky opener what's uh give us a little recap over uh what y'all seen we've uh we've had a pretty good one i'll say that for sure um really there i mean we've had i don't know probably 15 20 different shears at scene i mean we've had a really really good opener by far and i can't complain it's been of our top top two so far that we've been operating so i can't complain and i'm looking forward to the rest of this fall oh yeah absolutely Very i've seen so. some pictures looks like y'all been smoking them up there we trying to keep air too what uh how long y'all been been running that operation you got up there at one fatal mistake this is going on uh this will be our sixth deer season this this spring will be our seventh turkey season believe it or not wow so y'all been in it for a few years then oh yeah i've learned to Learned a trick or two up my sleeve, that's for sure. And learned all the mistakes that you can make. <laughs> oh, yeah. That comes with anything, dear. That's right. <laughs> Do what, James? I said, hint, one fatal mistake. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes, though. Yep. That's right. What about, uh, what made you want to get into the to the outfitter side of things? Man, I, it's a... Uh... It's a long story, but I mean, we've got plenty of time to talk about it. And uh, so, buddy of mine, he's another owner. I'm co-owner as a business head operation manager guy in the whole nine yards. Um, we were in college one day, and you know, I've always loved hunted since I was four. I'm 28 years old now, and I've hunted since I was four. So we've had a very, very good area. You know, Western Kentucky. It's one of the top top counties in Kentucky to kill a Boone and Crockett whitetail. And so me and him was sitting down one day at college and just talking, cutting up. And man, I was like, dude, I've got a perfect idea. I said, why don't we just start this for fun? You know, not do nothing crazy the first, you know, two or three years we get, get everything going. Let's just try it and see how we like it, you know? And, um, I mean, it just kind of just took off from there. My cousins, I mean, I've been blessed. They farm, I mean, a row crop, they do 25,000 acres. So, I mean, we've got all the all the picking and choosing to do on all the ground. I mean, anywhere around here, and I've actually got my hands on five different counties, and three of those top or three of those counties are the top counties to kill Boone and Crockett's in in the state. So I've got land all over. Got to figure it out. So just a little rundown. Y'all got a, like a a main lodge. You you got lodging. Um, yeah. Or, um, I've got I've got one lodge that we're operating right now, and actually, as we speak, the second lodge is being done and being complete. It's already it's already built and everything. I mean, we're going to be having rifle hunters in it this fall. So, I'll have uh, the the new lodge to be sleeping eight, and the other lodge sleeps six. So I'll be able to have fourteen customers. Um, I'm mainly going to keep it to where I can only hold eight or ten to keep that small camp atmosphere, and that way it doesn't, you know. I've got a lot of buddies that have been around doing it their whole lives on the outfitter side, you know, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, I mean, all over the Midwest. And they, the one thing that they say is you, when you get big, like you are, don't try to overrun yourself and, and kill your herds. I mean, yeah. because you, you know, just as well as I do, there's plenty of outfitters out there 
that you know they're just, just run numbers. They're just run numbers, and they're just booking to you know booking to to see the money. You know, I, I'm booking because I want to see the hunter success. I mean, we're just over you know a six seven day span of hunting our velvet season. We're at a seventy five percent success rate. As a hunter looks at that, it's like wow. You know, that's what I try to keep high and that, that success rate makes, you know, makes you that much more and your repeat customers become friends and they become family. And that's what I want. Oh, yeah, makes for a good camp too. I mean, good stories, good memories to be made. Yep. Yeah. And that's definitely something that, um, I would want had I be paying to, to come hunt with somebody, especially somebody I've, I've never heard before, or not, not necessarily you guys, but if I, if I just look something up and decided, Hey, this is where I believe I want to go this year. I would a lot rather have that hometown me feel, that bunch of buddies hanging out feel, rather than some big corporation type feeling. As uh, I went to a place, I ain't gonna name no names, up in southern Illinois. I went twice like an idiot, and it just felt like every single time that, that you were just another customer. They didn't give a crap if you killed. They didn't give a crap if you've seen deer. You was just there because you paid to come. Right, right. And just the number. Yeah. Yep. No, we, don't, kinda... we don't operate that. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, there, there's plenty of them out there, and, you know, I've had plenty of customers that come in that's hunted me, hunting with, you know, other outfits within one of my counties that I've got almost ground in. And, and I mean, it's just, they're like, man, I was on a five-day hunt here with so-and-so, and we've seen five deer, your six deer in that time, and I hunted with you for four days, and I've seen 150 deer. You know, I mean, it's just like, you kind of... You, People don't understand it. I mean, I tell it as a turkey side of standpoint, so I can take a farm, you know, if it's not overloaded or nothing, just as using it as example. I mean, people think, you know, I got 10 gobblers on this farm, you know, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to kill six of them. Well, that ain't the case. I mean, if you got 10 gobblers, I mean, don't get me wrong, it would be good, but killing two or three a year and letting it go is the best thing possible. It's just like a deer. I mean, we kill one or two booners off each property. And James will tell you from the first side of the standpoint, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I still run cameras on it. Don't get me wrong because I like seeing what's going on because it may have a buck show up during the rut that hadn't been there all year. I mean, yeah. so it's just, it's just one of those things that you keep your pressure off your farms and you keep your clientele low and that helps your success rate in my opinion. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I went, I was there for opener this year and, and last year I shot a, a 150 plus deer out of the same set, same place. My, I mean, the first set. How many places are you going to go do that repetitively every year, year after year? It's just something that doesn't very, you know, it don't happen very often unless, like TJ was saying, you keep it on a good deer to hunter re ratio. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. What what is y'all's uh, score minimum shooting wise? Well, so we do a hundred thirty minimum on the archery side, and we do a hundred forty minimum on the rifle or the muzzleloader side, and then I go based upon. I've got certain deer that I don't want shot, and I got certain deer that need to be shot that are six, seven, eight years old that are going on a downhill climb. So, yeah. I mean, it 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 really depends. I mean, I I give a hunter the aspect of you know, you make the call, you let me know. I mean, I've had dude, I can't tell you how many people have come in. It's like, man, I saw the buck that I'm hunting, you know, but I mean, he just didn't look like that, and you don't understand what that feeling. You know, because, I mean, we're going off camera. That, that you seeing them on the hoof is a different story. You know, they're, that's where your intel's coming from. And he's like, a good hunter comes in. is like, man, dude, he's a 145-inch deer, but he ain't three and a half, four years old. I mean, his weight size is 200 pounds. And, ain't, you know, he just all ain't there. And I'm like, man, you don't know how much I appreciate that because, you know, most people just going to go ahead and let it rip, you know. And judging a deer is mainly, you know, going on into the rut just as well as, I mean, you know, just as well as I do. You go a 
15, 220 class deer weight wise, and you can see them, you know, 150, 160 inches. But we do, we do the minimum based upon the deer that we've got on camera based upon that farm because i got one farm dude and it is uh i mean i don't know how many bucks are on it and there's a lot of them that don't need to be shot but again there's i mean it surrounds two farms and they're out of state leases on both farms and i don't they don't let them go i mean it's just what it is i mean they come out here up here two weeks out of the year and they're shooting the first 115 inch deer which is sadly but that helps kentucky because we're a one buck state so yeah yeah that's uh that's kind of the situation that me and james was talking about a while back you know um tennessee a lot more than kentucky because y'all one buck state and your rifle season's hardly nothing but down here i mean people shooting basket racks with anything they can they can get their hands on and and don't blink twice about it and then want to turn around and gripe and complain saying oh we can't grab no big deer we can't grow no big deer probably right, right. shooting the first thing you see yeah that's that's a, that's a big key and i mean Tennessee has gotten a lot better, you know, over the last couple of years because I'm pretty sure, what was it, three or four years ago, it was a three-buck state? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. And, you know, also, I think they're, I think the problem with Tennessee is the rifle season is just too long. I oh, mean, absolutely. that goes a long ways. I mean, we've only got like 15 or 20 days. I don't know what it is that our gun season's in, and that helps out tremendously, dude. I think our rifle season starts close to Halloween maybe the first week of november close to halloween and i mean some sort of gun runs plumb into january yeah 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 i was gonna say what's going to, what's what's going to help our farms out a lot tj is some of the new ground that we've picked up is going to be bow hunt only we're not going to do any rifle hunting on it whatsoever correct yeah i've got four farms it's bow hunt only farms and uh man i've got you know, it's just like we were talking about earlier. What I was saying, the you know, I've got, I've been in the game long enough. You can't tell you how many people are like, man, I, I can come during this rifle hunt, but I don't want to, I don't want a rifle hunt. I've, I'm an avid bow bow hunter. And I'm like, finally, I've got it in farms, my hands on farms that it's bow hunting only farms, and the minimum is 140 inch across the board. So that's it's huge, huge, huge. And I'm the same way. I've killed a booner with my bow, and I've killed a booner with my rifle, and I haven't picked up my rifle in 10 years so no i'd good. rather shoot shoot a bow or don't shoot at all <laughs> yeah yeah you just get such a more intense and so much closer and i don't care if it's a slick head walking out it tears me plum twisted it's the it's the adrenaline rush i mean it's that much more challenge and makes it worth it you know well <clears throat> you gotta beat you gotta beat that animal when it's bow hunting that animal's not going to beat you with a rifle. That animal can beat you, but you can still beat it because you're you can still you can still go shoot the deer at three or four hundred yards. You're not, right. you're not beating that animal. You beat you shoot that deer at eight yards, ten yards, twenty yards. You're 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 in the juice. I mean, you're you're beating that animal. And right. those deer, they ain't they ain't getting big by being stupid. That's for sure. And it's, no, my my whole thing is uh, if you can beat a deer at its own game, you're a pretty dang good hunter because they don't get big by being stupid. And all it takes is one fatal mistake, literally. That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. We had a we had a guy in camp, you know, opener. He shot a, a 150 plus at you know 20 yards. I shot a 150 plus at six yards. You know, we had another guy shoot at 10, 15 yards. I mean, we're we're getting these guys in 
where they can have success and beat the animal and harvest it with their bow. So were y'all hunting mostly row crops or, or feed spots or what do y'all got going on? I've got trans. There a lot of them's transitions from corn to beans, beans to corn, um, woods, woods area, CRP ground, um, some food plots, you know, but it's mainly row crop that we hunt. And you know, I think that's. I mean, people look at Kentucky and they look at Western Kentucky. Well. The county that I live in is the biggest county in Kentucky for crop. So we've got beans, corn, and wheat. You look at Kansas, you look at Iowa. What do they grow out there? They grow the same thing. And Kentucky has been coming slowly creeping of getting on the board of like, you know, Kansas. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, there's so many deer that get killed, man. Just because, I mean, it's, you know, the pressure of one buck and there's everything here for them, you know. Yeah. So, so um, a new hunter comes in, or just a hunter in general, y'all got preset stands and everything waiting on them, or is it more of a DIY situation? I've, I've got all the stands, all the blinds, everything set, ready to go, turn key. So you truly do have a full-time job just keeping up with the hunting side of things. Two full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And we do we do have some areas that we offer them to, to, to DIY, you know, to, to do it themselves if, if they yeah. proceed to. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Some some hunters, I feel like, um, are if they're if they're division. a killer, you know, they're good. I mean, they got their saddle, and we know, you know, they know what they're doing, and we can get them in there and, and feel like, you know, they can get on the deer versus what's going on, you know, and they've got a five day span, then we're all for it. Yeah. Right. So y'all offer three day hunts and five day hunts. I'm assuming. Yes, sir. Three and five day hunts. Yep. And meals and lodging and everything, right? Yes, sir. That that's awesome. Yep. That's a pretty good gig y'all got up there. And just from just from what I've seen, old James posting, looks like you're growing some good, good quality deer. Yeah, we've how, got a lot of good around here. I mean, how they, did uh, how did you two end up tying up together? What's the story behind that? I'll let James spill <laughs> on. That's a that was a long that's 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 a long time ago, man. But it was a it was a blessing in disguise. I'm you know I, I'm thankful every every day for it. But I mean I I <clears throat> mutual friends and I went I come I come and hunted and. You know, I, I I I went to a spot and I managed to shoot, you know, a 150 class deer, and we just, you know, I I wanted to put in the time and the work just as well as as TJ there does, and we just were we was a like mindset and just wanted to keep keep the ball rolling and keep keep putting clients on giants, man. Oh yeah, that's uh to me as far as um i've killed so many deer i i, I just it, it, it i enjoy you know seeing a client kill a giant and seeing clients you know be successful more than anything and you know just the atmosphere building relationships just all those good things and above don't get me wrong i still love killing them myself but when it comes down to me or a client i'm going to choose a client every day oh yeah absolutely right. and i've got even of course not clients but i've got to where i even enjoy taking other people and putting them on animals twice as much as i do hunting myself now don't get me wrong i like shoot one every now and again but i could see why y'all love doing that what you do up there for sure for sure you you take running 60 wireless cameras having all your sets set you know ideal for everything and you pattern these deer like i mean i can show you a notebook before season starts of what time this deer showing up to date, you know, what's the temperature, what's the wind direction that's going to be best to haunt this area. I mean, it's, that's, that's the challenge for me is the finding out because one side of this field may be better than the other. 
the shade's going to be, you know, there's so many aspects as a, you know, an owner of a business that you want your client to be success that people think, oh, you can just go out there, you know, and just throw out a corn pile or throw out, you know, put mineral out the first day of season and do the 170 class deer, which some people do, but most people don't put in the time and the effort it takes and being, you know, a person that is an owner of business for this long and has been in the game and James can speak for himself, but we, we take a lot of effort and a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of, I mean, it's, it's a job. I mean, it's the stress that you see on me after the first two days and nobody shot. It's like, I can't even talk right now because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You know, that's why I want every time I'm like on their afternoon sits this early season, I'm scrolling through my phone, like refreshing it every 10 minutes. Cause I'm just waiting to see that camera light up. Yeah. And I get a text message, you know? Like other night, I mean, the same night James shot it, we killed three that night, and uh, they was all within 10 minutes. I couldn't tell you how pumped I was whenever I first got that first text and whenever I got the last one. <laughs> TJ, TJ, TJ was sitting there, TJ was sitting there watching the cameras, and I and I was I was in my I was in my saddle, and I just shot the deer, and I Facetimed him, and I, said, <laughs> dude, he was just it was priceless. I was like, dude, he's down. He yeah, I, I was glassing another field, and one guy called me. He said, man, I just shot him in like 30 yards. It was like awesome, awesome, you know, and it wasn't three minutes later. He called me, and then it wasn't 10 minutes later. Another guy called me. I'm like, yeah, this first little north wind, it's happening tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Y'all uh, definitely got a good thing going up there, and, and I love, of course, you're the first outfitter that I've talked to, but I love hearing stories like you're telling me. Just good old boys, homegrown people that want to put you on a deer and not so much be a bunch of sightseers. It's right. not. It's not in it. It's not in it for the money, dude. It's in it for the success. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 all it is. That's a big thing, and and I'm sure that like we could long you all have an opening to be had. Yeah. If we could have, if we, could, I mean, we could have run twenty, thirty hunters through there opening week if we wanted to. We have the places that we could have put them if we wanted to, but that's not how. That business is run. That's not the operation that we want to be known for. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I, I do plan on coming up there sometime. I've talked with James about it, but we talked about this year, but this year didn't work out for me. I had a new kid kind of put a halt on there. But yeah, that'll do it for sure, buddy. Well, congratulations on that. But speaking on it from it as a man, most people think is being a deer guide, it's not cut out for what everybody thinks, you know, yeah. it, the, the challenges and stuff behind it. I mean, just imagine 110 degree weather and you're setting 10 stands a day and you're changing 30 batteries out on cameras and three mineral, you know, I mean, it stuff adds up a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, stay three, four, five o'clock in the morning tracking deer. It adds up, but it, you know, in the end, seeing that client smile. And seeing that success, you know, it's it's priceless, and that's what I'm in it for more than anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when you're taking a hunter out, do they always have a guide with them, or you're just pretty much letting them make the decision on their own? No, I've got – so depending on the size of the group that comes in, um, normally we do – I've got certain guys that helps. James is one of them. I've got two or three um, people – two or three clients with each guy. So we split and we break ways and he may go to one farm. I may go to another and my other buddy may go to another. So, I mean, I break it out between each guy's going to have two or three, you know, two or three clients with each guy that's coming to help us on that particular hunt. And, uh, he's in charge of those clients that are on that farm with letting me know when they shoot or what's going on and they end with that guy. So that's how it works. Pretty much giving the hunter a good kind of sit by himself hunt, but also that option 
to ask questions. So, right. if, uh, if- man, look here. I've even sat with the clients and filmed their hunt for them. Like we, we, we even do that too. You know, if, if the circumstances are, you know, available and, you know, we're in the shape that we can, you know, I, I've even gotten the blind or, or gotten to stand with a client and sit and film for it. Yeah. Right. So yep. just say y'all got a client comes in. You can't please him. Wants to change stands all the time. Is that is that something that y'all give him leeway to do, or, or are you pretty much just saying no, bud? Just stick it out right here. No, I give him the opportunity to change spots. It's funny you ask that, but yeah, I give him, I give everybody the opportunity. You know, change up a different scenery. But I'm gonna tell you, if I'm putting you in that stand, and I, all my clients will tell you this too, because if they don't want to, I want them. They gotta trust the client. I mean, they gotta trust the guy. They got to trust putting them on because every time I drop them off and they're like, man, he, I ain't, I seen him, you know, but he's not coming in this set. I said, well, you want to sit in this truck? I'll go get in that stand because my tag ain't filled because that's the best option you got. Yeah. And they don't, they go get in that stand. You know what happens? They kill that deer. But we, we change them up and everything, uh, you know, different sets. Just depend, I mean, it depends on, you know, the if time. The wind changes. Yeah, wind changes, time of the year, and what's the deer's doing? Because I mean, he may be coming out two hundred yards down, and I've already got a set. Or he may be coming out in the opposite the opposite end, or coming down this trail, or coming down that trail. You know, it all depends. Try to have multiple sets on each farm that way for that particular matter. Yep. Yes. Yep. No, I got you hundred percent. I and I just asked that question because I know how people are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're always gonna have that one bad apple out of that group of good ones that just thinks that you're lying to him the whole time. I'll give you a good example. So last year early season we had a guy that was coming in and uh would we have four deer killed already, I think, James? Yeah. Four deer yeah. I was only fourth fourth afternoon or this was gonna be the fourth afternoon sit. And uh he was hunting a deer. It was a 190 inch deer and he was hunting a deer and everybody in camp was seeing 20, 30, 40, 50 deer sit. But I told him, I said, man, I said, you're not going to see more than six, maybe 10 deer total in this sit each time you sit, you know? And so it was going, he hunted there for three days and on the fourth night he wanted to move. Well, on those first three days, he saw the deer, but he, he, he didn't read the script. You see, he come out in the beans, he went to where in his bachelor group of deers that he was running with the bucks and uh you know he just didn't read the script so the fourth night he wanted to change and i was like all right well i got a spot where we, I, you know we're gonna i'll set you up on one and so i've got a buddy of mine that leases the ground right next to it and he's from out of state and so he he texted me it was like seven twenty five or something like that he texted me and said i just killed him and i said killed which one and he said, I killed the big one. And I was like, all right. And so I said, call me when you get out, you know, what's going on? And he said, all right. So I called him and, uh, he, he answered and he was just all fired up, whatever. Long story short, this is a 600 acre farm and he's on a 17 acre farm Well, the deer was coming off, you know, coming down. He said the deer hit our corn pile, walked right across the set that the guy hunted the first three days stand there at 25 yards, hop the fence row, come down the logging road, and he shot him 15 yards, and deer scored 193 and 7.8. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know I know exactly which deer it was. Yeah. What I the was biggest there for deer that y'all one. had took off, that, off any of your properties? 
And, so, I'm, and, I, so I picked up that client that night. We sit around the campfire, and I ain't told him the story. I ain't told him yet, you know. And so I walked up to him and I asked him how the set went tonight. He said, "Oh, it was awesome." You know, I seen like seven or eight bucks. You know, twenty, twenty-five does, and I was like, "Awesome." I said, "You know the, the deer that you were hunting the first three days?" And he said, "Yeah, I do." I said, "You want to see what he looks like dead?" And he kind of looks at me, and I'm like. Yeah, he got killed tonight. He come right in front of the stand, and I show him that picture, man. That jaw dropped, just like all of ours would, you know. Yep. And I, I mean, there's a lot of people that come in that try to guide the guide, and I'm just, I mean, I, I'm fine with you. You giving me your opinion on everything, but I, I, I'm putting you there for a reason because that deer needs to die, and it's a deer of a lifetime, you know. And yeah, you're trying you, to, you know, the deer better than anybody else, hundred percent. Right. So is that 193 the biggest deer that y'all had killed up there? Well, it wasn't. It was killed right on the neighboring property. I mean, I've had yeah. 193, a 223, and then um, our biggest deer is a 186. We killed 183 last year. 170, 180, 186 is probably our biggest. Actually, I know it is. But that deer would have been our biggest deer that we would have had killed if that you know that client would have been there that night. I had that guy been there. Yeah, golly, that'd make me sick as a dog. <laughs> Yeah. No, man. Um, it's uh the deer hunting industries and the outfitter industry is really uh really a, a big thing. And the main reason I wanted to have you on is just shed some light on what a a good outfitter should be like, or or not so much that. But there's a lot of misconceptions when somebody googles whitetail hunting in the Midwest or whitetail hunting in in Kentucky in general, because there there's 500 places to pull up, and I'm even guilty for it. I'll look through them and. You know, you're like, man, which one do I trust and which one do I not trust? And and that's a lot of the reason I want to wanted to have you on is just to shed some light and say, hey, these guys right here, they're real guys. They're going to put you on a deer to the best they can. If you don't see no deer, it, it ain't because they're not trying to get you on one. Right, yeah. It's not for everybody. I mean, I will say that most people, like I said, they think they can start them right off the bat. But it's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort. And I will say it's... It's that way because you want it that way. You know, you got to have all, you got to put the work in to kill them and you got to, you know, you want everybody to end that, leave there as a client. You want them there family wise because that's what, that's what I see it as. And I don't want to just run numbers because I could run numbers, but I just don't want to because that, you know, it's, it's not what it's about to me. I want that client to be successful and I want him to keep coming back. Yeah. And, and it seems to me like it, instead of just dry hauling somebody, if you put one person on one good solid deer and they post that deer everywhere, that obviously you're going to get more business than a lot of right. people that are, are showing people deer that been killed there that maybe a certain high paying customer comes in every year and, and, and tips four times as much and they let him kill a decent deer. Yeah. And, but, uh, I, I really, uh, really think that what y'all got going up there is, is a good ordeal. And like I said, me, James, if we've talked about, uh, talked about y'all up there a lot and, uh, if, if he hunts there, it's definitely a place I'd want to go. I mean, I ain't saying I put all my trust into him, but I, I'll give him a little bit of the doubt. That's right. It's only going to get better and better. I mean, that's one thing as an outfitter that you can do, you know, that I speak of is you got to grow, but you can't grow all at once. I mean, you can't try to put your business all out front at once. You know, you got to grow yourself into it slowly. and You got to use trust the process because, I mean, I started out and I was, at 4,000 acres next year, I'll be close to 15. So, and y'all start just, hunting when and when do you quit? September, first weekend of September is Kentucky opener. That's our velvet hunt. And then the, uh, my last, I've got a late season muzzleloader and that's usually over about December 20th. Um, but I run, you know, like I said, we keep it close, 
keep it small. I run like six weekend week, you know, between weekends and the last two or three days in the beginning of the week. Um, six hunts total a year. Yeah. So it still gives time for people to kill some deer and still gives uh some of those deer that were close but maybe not close enough time to keep on until next year, I guess. Right. Well, right. You, don't press, you don't pressure your farms all out. That when people that do come, they ain't seeing no deer and you know, you just get all nighttime activity and just it ain't worth it. Oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. Like I ain't got my next my next group doesn't come in until October fourteenth. So, I mean, these deer got a whole nother month till they've even seen anybody, you know? Yeah. So, not and they may not even, you know, they may be on different, totally different farms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a good thing, I guess, that y'all got compared to a lot of places is so spread out that you can keep that pressure off one place if you think that it's going to be pressured a lot. Yep. Yep. So, you exactly. got, uh, where's, where's the main lodge? What part of, what county in Kentucky is like your main straight out of? Both of them will be main out of Christian County, Kentucky. Oh, and you got a few other counties, you said. Yeah, I've got I got Christian, Christian Todd Logan, um, Caldwell or not Caldwell Callaway and Tree County. So I've got five counties. That's it. I've got pretty good variety of operation there. Yep, boys, I sure do appreciate it. Uh, James, you got anything you want to tag in? Happy hunting, everybody, and look forward to seeing what the season brings. Somebody wants to look y'all up, where do they go? OneFatalMistakeOutfitters.com or OneFatalMistake on Instagram and Facebook. Wait, I'll be sure and uh, tag that in the comments below, and uh, we'll get together and check back up after season, see how many y'all got dead. All right, buddy. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. I appreciate you stopping by. you're in the market to kill a giant Kentucky whitetail, be sure to stop by and check out my boys at One Fatal Mistake. Can't go wrong, treat you like family, and put you on a fair chase every time. Be sure and check them out on Instagram at One Fatal Mistake Outfitter and also at www.onefatalmistakeoutfitters.com. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Four Fletch Outdoors. Also, we have merch now. The merch link is in the bio. Use podcast2023 at checkout to receive a discount on that. And until next time, safe shooting.